This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Welcome to WTS Waikatoa, a radio show and podcast taking a look at the quirkier people, groups and interests in the region. I'm producer Gary Farrow. Back in January 2021, WTS spoke to Waikiriko Fermented Beverages. Operating through a humble pop-up shop in Frankton, Amy Tehema Madden was running the business week by week. Fast forward nine months, though, and Waikiriko is still going strong. Its delicious kombucha fermented tea concoctions, made up of native plants and brewed in Kirikiriroa Hamilton, have gained a solid customer base. And the drinks are proving just as popular during this tougher, longer lockdown. Yeah, it's not been too bad. Yeah, it's been pretty good. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I think I just I, I'm that person that just kind of goes with the flow, so I don't really measure our progress. It's it's a, I'm a little bit strange like that. I don't think I, because I didn't don't think I came into it for um, <clears throat> the business side of things. I just kind of ride the wave and enjoy it. <laughs> it's definitely been a, a challenge. I think um, we've always I've always had the mindset. Whatever happens, happens. And so I don't think I've ever had expectations of some, for something to happen in the event it never happens and I'm disappointed or, you know, I'm caught off guard. So I just kind of have that mindset, whatever happens, happens, and we just go with what happens. And so even with COVID, it is, well, are we going to make it through COVID? Well, we made it through the last COVID, we've made it through this year's COVID, and we kind of think if if at any time we come to an end, then I guess that's just what happens. You know, we can't, it's kind of out of our control, so there was no use stressing about any of those things. So do you intend for it to keep on going from here? No, definitely. (laughs) We hope Mm. for it to keep going. We're going to keep going as long as people want us to keep going. But um, I think, I mean, I would be lying if I didn't say that um, COVID just just continually gives you that uncertainty. It's yeah. really, yeah, it's really hard to predict anything, to plan anything. And so you're kind of left in limbo a lot wondering are we going to come out of lockdown are we are we going to drop levels you know everything like that and and we're lucky because we do a lot of deliveries online and we're lucky that we have stockists outside of Hamilton so we can keep supplying and you know sending around the country so that's kind of been our saving grace but um you know like I said if it was to ever come to an end then it came to an end but we're lucky that we have customers that keep us in the game how has the structure of the business had to change for you to 
sort of hold it together through um, these turbulent times? Um, we're pretty lucky because we have our setup at home. And so um, after the first COVID last year, we had to move it home because where we were located, we got locked out during COVID. And we were locked out from level two to level two. So I think it was a total of five months. So we ended up just repurchasing everything and setting up everything at home. So if ever COVID came again or lockdowns came again, that we were able to still manufacture and we just transferred all our audits over to our house so that we were able to do that. So that's that's been a lucky that we done that because I don't think we would have survived if we hadn't been prepared for another lockdown. But yeah. one of our big problems is we use um, – well, we use native plants. And for us to get our native plants, we drive three to six hours to get our plants. And so we're kind of restricted to travel with our borders at the moment. And so that that's a bit of a concern. We're lucky because um, we prepare for winter. And so we make sure we have enough to get us through winter because we don't um, go out and collect the native plants during winter and so we're lucky we've still got that supply but you know if if we were to carry on into Christmas then I would start to worry about how we're going to get a supply of some of our ingredients. Yes. Where do you put your plants for your uh, kombucha, your fermented tea? So we, we travel all around the country so um so plants have different, um, they do better in different environments. So we have one plant that we drive all the way to Mount Ruapihu for. So wow. We, yeah, that's one. And and we do it because that's, um, for us, that's our, um, our homelands. And so we can have access to as much of it as we like. When we're not in our how do you say it because we're Maori if we're not on our land then we res- we respect the mana whenua of the land the people of the land and it's not so we don't take a lot from land that doesn't belong to us and so uh, we will travel we'll try to travel um, for our kawakawa we will travel to coastal areas because um, Kawakawa does better in the sun. We'd never get it here in Hamilton, even though there's loads of it here in Hamilton. It's just a different flavoured plant in the sun. So we travel either to the Coromandel or along the east coast or over to the west coast just for Kawakawa. Then um, another one, is a North Island one, so it doesn't grow too much here in Hamilton. I've seen it start, starting to grow. I think the council have been planting it, but it's on roadsides, so you don't touch them because they're on roadsides, but it's still pretty to see them being planted here in Hamilton. Um, but normally you can only go either to Coromandel or up north, and so up north is completely out of bounds for us. And we would sometimes have people from up north 
trade us drinks for the ingredients. And so that's all kind of up in the air at the moment as well. But we're lucky, like I said, we have a good supply at the moment, but we're just hoping that the levels drop so we can get back out there. And Sorry, continue? I'd restock. But yeah, I was going to say, um, have you made any changes to the types of drinks that you're that you're making now? Because you were making changes back when we last spoke, um, but now I imagine because of the supply and because of what people are buying and liking, um, yeah. that uh, yeah requires you to yeah look at some new uh, new types. Yeah, yeah, we did bring out a, um, another flavour, which we're just trialling to see how everyone likes it. And it is from a more um, common native plant that just grows everywhere. It grows. Most people have it grown in the yard just as a decorative tree, but it is commonly known as lemon wood. And um, we add that to one of our drinks to give it the lemony flavours and things like that but because it was more common we we kind of resorted to turning to something that was a bit more common and like I said we um when we went home and got our horopetal and um ohakuni you know we were able to get a big supply so we have ample supply of that but because it was such a common tree it grows like a weed down there and so because it was such a common tree we were able to stock up more than what we would on our other plants. And so we've kind of create new ones to try and ease some of the pressure off the other ones because we weren't able to get as much of those plants during lockdown. Have you got a big operation going on at home then regarding, you know, you'd have lots of stored plants and uh, you'd have invested and being able to um, produce at home now, um, yeah, which is the sort of thing that a lot of people are doing during COVID, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I said, I, I think um, one thing we have started doing, and we d- I did start doing it last COVID actually, or the first COVID, was to grow our own native plants. So all the plants that we use, we actually now grow. We don't take from them at the moment because they're only, I don't know, maybe as tall as me but eventually we hope to just keep growing them and be able to have our own supply rather than having to drive all that time to collect our ingredients but um yeah what sort of support um are you getting now like I mean you've got the customers who obviously have been supporting Waikiriko and buying um your produce um during uh, you know in and out of lockdowns um but are there any other businesses or organizations that are say stocking uh, your fermented beverages well because Hamilton most of our stockists are in Hamilton now um we we don't we haven't been stocking our local stockers but we've had we have been approached by more local stockers during the lockdown to say once the lockdown's finished you 
know, we can be stocked, us, ask us to be stocked with them. So there's some new stockers, local stockers coming on board once we come out of level three. And we have a Wellington stockers that does really good for us. So I think every week they'd probably buy close to 100 bottles from us. So we're lucky. And then we have customers. So I'd say our customer sales would vary between, I don't know, every week with the level two would vary between, I don't know, 100 to 200 bottles a week, which is more than what we were doing in the shop. So we've been really, really lucky that our customers have come out to support us. Mm, definitely. And um, I guess, yeah, looking to the end of, of lockdowns, um, I've noticed you're hiring some more staff as well. Your team is growing. So uh, that obviously speaks volumes about the success of your operation. Oh, I think I needed um, to... I was getting stressed <laughs> and I don't do stress. And so, um, well, I don't know, but I think I told you last time how I had two children with disabilities. And um, this year I ended up taking on two courses to um, parent with autism. And so that was taking up a lot of my time. And then I was... I find I was finding myself staying up until, you know, four or five o'clock in the mornings and then getting up to do kids and it just wasn't working. So um, I had to kind of weigh it up and, you know, look at just getting some help for me. What range of work does it require to produce um, your fermented beverages? Because, uh, I mean, that's a lot of consumption per week that you're getting. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, to be really honest, I don't let, I'm really particular who I let brew. And so, you know, or I let it in even the brew room. Um, I don't share how I brew with anyone and I and I obviously do the business with my husband and yet he still wouldn't know how to do it <laughs> and and it's not that I haven't tried actually I have tried but he just can't get it and I think you just have to have a feel for what you're doing or a feel for the ingredients because not every batch is the same and so um you know, we can get um, the same fruit in winter and the same fruit in summer, but they've got two completely different flavors because the, you know, summer and winter flavors. And so we have to make adjustments according to what the fruits give us or what the spices give us. And sometimes, you know, um, he, he will say, oh, it's fine like that. And I said, but it doesn't even taste like it. <laughs> doesn't taste like how it should. <laughs> And so I'll have to, I just said to him, leave it, I'll do it. So I'm really fussy who I, you know, would ever let to come do the drinks because I just, I just have to have them how I like, how I like them and I know that I'll be happy with them. But um, we can, we definitely needed more help like with 
within the shop and stuff like that. That's a little bit different now that the shop's closed in level three. But once we come back, you know, if I can put someone else into the shop and have them serving serving the customers, that then gives me the daytime to then manufacture the drinks rather than me spending days in the shop because I was finding it really hard to attend courses, make it into the shop, then come home, do kids, do dinners, clean clean house and and you know then because my son's autistic he, he was going to bed I don't know he, he was going to bed one two o'clock in the morning and so you know that was making it really hard because I wouldn't be able to start brewing until he went to bed and mm. it, I think I was just putting way too much pressure on myself and so I thought if somebody can take over the day job in the shop then that way I can just focus on the brewing side of things rather than trying to juggle everything on my own. How do you find time in the first place to have all of these things going on? I mean, you're obviously passionate about it and you have a personal connection to these drinks, but it's like... um, I don't know, you'd be, you'd be verging on burnout quite a bit, wouldn't you? You'd, yeah. you'd need aim. Yeah, I, I think um, I was actually grateful for the lockdown. And I, was, I think that slowed me down and um, forced me to have a bit of a breather. And then I, I, I think it's helped me to just kind of reassess things and that's when I kind of came to the conclusion, whatever happens just happens. It wasn't worth my health or my well-being because that's why I started making them in the first place. So it kind of defeated the purpose. And so I thought, you know, I just needed to focus on reducing the, the stress. And, you know, I, I came into brewing because I loved it, because I loved what I'd done. It was never the money that I came in. And then once you get in there, the focus slowly becomes about the money. And I was thinking I never wanted that to be my focus because once it became money became the focus, I started to lose the love and passion for it. And so I had to kind of just say, well, if the business goes, then the business goes. If it doesn't, it doesn't, and that's okay. Either one's okay. But my focus was always needing to be the drinks and wellness. And so, I don't know, you know, I'm not, uh, I did find that I was, yeah, definitely burning out. I was, I was absolutely exhausted some days and you'd still have to get up and hit markets before the lockdowns. And a lot of our markets, we were getting invited to markets all the time in Auckland. And so it was um, the trips up there and I would have had, you know, maybe two hours sleep max. And I'll be driving to Auckland. And I was thinking, you know, this is really dangerous stuff. And, you know, I'm lucky I got to rope in a girlfriend who would come with me and she'd usually drive us because I'd be so tired. But, you know, I'd come home and I'd be just absolutely knackered, <laughs> you know. And I was thinking, oh, the, uh, uh, something's got to give. If I don't stop doing this, then I'm going to stop doing it full stop. Uh, is it? a significant profit that you make out of this or is it really more for the love? Yeah, it's definitely more for the love. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's def- 
not not a big profit in it for us and and I don't pay myself I don't get paid to do it and so this uh, I was looking at one week um before lockdown and my average weeks were a hundred and something hours a week <laughs> and I was thinking, what the heck you know I'm doing a hundred and you know sometimes it would climb up to a hundred and twenty odd hours and I wasn't getting paid and I was thinking you know that that's ridiculous. <laughs> And I was so um, yeah, I really had to figure out what my priorities were, and especially when I was working that long, and we weren't making big profits. And I was thinking it was a lot of work for what we were doing. So, I mean, it's definitely for the love, and I and I like meeting the people. I was thinking it's amazing the people that are drawn to a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Would you call it? I don't. I, I hesitate to use the word, but an obsession at times. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. You could call it an obsession. Yeah, uh, and because I don't stop. So even though that's the drink that we sell, I'm always making other beverages. And I think um, I don't know what it is with fermentation. It's just I don't know what's. The, I don't know any other word to use, but it's quite buzzy because, you know, you can create so many different things and it's what you can create just from a raw ingredient. And mm. so I'm always playing with these things to see what you can create. And it's not necessarily always drinks, but, you know, somewhere along the line, if we do stay in the game, somewhere along the line, I'd love to introduce different beverages fermented beverages to to our selection and you know um probably some that are a lot easier to make than the fermented tea um mm. and the other thing was is that you know when you have different fermented products um people kind of think oh cool i'm drinking kombucha you know that's good for me but at the end of the day it, it's not really it's like I tell people it's like going to the gym and just doing arms at the gym for all your life. You kind of have to have a variety of, you know, training or equipment for your for to do more benefits for your body. And so I'd love to have a variety of different beverages. So it's just not that one that while it's a good start. I think, you know, to have a variety in there is better for you. Mm, definitely. Yeah, you've got a lot of vision then at this point. Um, how can people um, who don't know uh, Waikiriko fermented beverages yet, uh, how can they find you or make contact with you um, at the moment um, if they're interested in um, uh, talking about or purchasing your drinks? So uh, you can find us online. We're online at nz. So it's nice and easy. It's just our name and .co.nz. Or you just type in Waikiriko, and I think we come up in the Google search with our website link attached and stuff. So we're pretty easy to find. I don't know. Um, otherwise, you can find us on social media, although I'm not very, still not very good. I don't think I've improved much <laughs> on Instagram since <laughs> the last time we spoke. Um, but Facebook, I, I kind of, 
you know, jump in and out of. I try to stay away from social media because I can find social media either takes up time or there's things that you don't need to know on social mm. media. So I don't even have um I don't even have alerts on my phone for social media. So I have to choose to just pop in and then it's a good way for me to not hang around or get stuck stuck on social media. But I do regularly try and go in and check them. Um, so that's another way that you can find us is just on Facebook and Instagram. And I do eventually get back to you. I can't promise when, but I, I will um, eventually get back to you on social media. But yeah, generally people contact us through the website. Yeah, awesome. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Amy. So nice to talk again. And um, yeah, it's an amazing story what you're doing. Um, it's almost unbelievable that it's that it's kept that you've kept yep. keep on, you know, but it's amazing and you've obviously got um, got a good base of support from your customers. Yeah, we're really lucky with our customers. And, I mean, at the moment, we decided to do a big giveaway just because we were so grateful to our customers. And I said, you know, and it wasn't, I said, I didn't want to do just our drinks. I said, you know, I really wanted our customers to know how much we appreciated them because we wouldn't be here. And, um, you know, I think every now and again I try to do posts to you know, send that appreciation out to our customers. And I said, um, I think when I started brewing, I never thought that anyone would like the drink because I thought it was such a weird concept, a weird, uh, you know, because it was, it was coming from such a deep personal place. I just didn't think we would ever sell a bottle, let alone still, you know, be here over a year later. So, mm. yeah, I'm, grateful for the people that support us. Thanks to Amy Tehema Madden and Waikiriko Fermented Beverages for being the subjects of this episode of WTS Waikato. As Amy just said, you can find out more at waikiriko.co.nz. If you liked what you heard in this episode of WTS Waikato, you can like the show on Facebook or find it wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, stay safe and be kind. Thanks to Free FM, the Community Access Media Alliance, and New Zealand On Air for making this show happen. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.